like come out with the confession like I don't do this every day anymore. Yeah, sadly. <laughs> yeah, we we've gone back to taking turns. Welcome to Marriage Talk. I'm Sheldon. And I'm Valerie. And we want to say thank you for joining us. And this week, we are going to be talking about love. I mean, we've recently celebrated Valentine's Day. And really, any time in February and Valentine's Day is kind of in the air, what else is with it is the topic of love that, that always comes up with right. it. It does. And you know what? In our early years of marriage, we were really confused about yeah. what love actually was. And we thought it was just this feeling. Yeah, something that you could really like fall in and fall out of. And that really just ended up leading us astray in our relationship. Yeah. And so we thought, you know what? Why don't we dive into what we've learned about love? Yeah. Um, and we realized this is a pretty big topic. So we're going to do a series over a couple of weeks. Not sure how many yet, That's but right. we're going to take a couple yeah. to really unpack the concept of love and what that practically looks like. Yeah, how to live that out. And But before we jump into that topic, we've just returned from our weekend getaway in Victoria. Yes, we did. Which was awesome. It was like it a little was. homecoming for me. I used to live there, <laughs> went to my old house. We went to my old elementary school. Yeah. That was like the after the conference. The conference itself was absolutely amazing and being able to talk with the couples that were there. Yeah, um, it was so fun. It was. It was a lot of fun. One of the stories that jumps out at us was actually after the conference, we were visiting with some friends of ours in the hot tub. It seems like a lot of our uh, stories from Weekend Getaways after the event ends up uh, with the speaker couples are in the hot tub and we're just sharing oh, life. Relax and winding down and what do you do but chat? <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. But we were visiting with one of the other couples there. They're a little bit older than us. Uh, they're in their 60s and they were sharing how their one daughter-in-law, how she just loves to play games when they come to visit. Yeah. And by games, we mean like huge water fights like all over the yard all over the house actually <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right um hide and seek in the dark kind of games like yeah. not not your typical board game card uh -uh. game at the table no kind of no thing. there was even one it was like water hose in the house yeah uh, like this water fight it gets serious that so, got that got um got her a new kitchen they had to redo <laughs> the kitchen after that yeah so, so i mean just just picture this right like eight adults having this massive water fight they're playing hide and seek in the dark they're running all over. like that just <laughs> sounds awesome it does i just love that and i love that everyone jumped in yeah. and joined in the game yeah so often as adults we lose that sense of <laughs> playfulness and 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 fun we just kind of sit back and i don't know we we, we can lose that yeah but listening to them share about these stories and laugh with delight like i mean real delight over the memory yeah it was so awesome and just so special yeah i, I we didn't clarify though i wonder if they were all laughing when the husband walked into the house with the hose <laughs> running i'm just I, i'm not saying we should try it but maybe uh i should try it and see it, if, well no if not you... actually yes we could use the new kitchen so <laughs> yeah. go for it <laughs> yeah, there we go because you know what we want to be that kind of couple we want to be that kind of family and we have stories similar 
do that. I mean, even last summer, we were uh, in this water fight, ongoing water fight with our daughter's friends. And you would just like go somewhere and all of a sudden they're there with a water gun and you're (laughs) wet. And the one time I hid on top of our house waiting for them to come and I had a bucket. (laughs) Anyways, I got them pretty good. Yes. They knew that I was in the game and I'm ready to play. Uh, But you know what? Some of this, it can seem goofy, but it sure is a lot of fun. I mean, to even be doing this in your 60s, yeah, uh, sign me up. I know. And you know what? For me, I've had a great role model in that because my parents do this really well. My mm-hmm. my mom, she'll plan minute-to-win-it games or the amazing race type games when everybody's home for a holiday or something like that. And everybody joins in and it's so much fun. Yeah. Yeah, it is a lot of fun uh, playing those games together. And you know what? That story really blessed us when the couple shared it with us. We thought we'd share it. Uh, We hope that it encourages our listeners to really keep playing. Yeah. Keep playing in your friendship or in your marriage. Yeah, keep playing in your friendships, (laughs) but uh, keep playing in your marriages. Keep playing in your families. Yeah, with our kids. With our kids. Like, it just builds such great memories, but also such a fun aroma to the home and something then to look forward to because then our kids are like, man, I I had had such a blast in our home. Obviously, there's a balance uh, to those things too. (laughs) We could get carried away, uh, you know, carry the water hose into the basement or something. Right, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It gets there. But anyways, we hope that story uh, blesses everyone out there and encourages us all to keep playing. As we mentioned uh, at the start, Uh, of our topic here with it being Valentine's Day just happening the other week, we wanted to discuss the topic of love. Yeah, and one of the things that makes this topic really difficult is what the word itself can mean. Mm. I mean, like, it can mean different things to different people, and it kind of has categories almost, right? right? And we use that word a lot, Right? Well, we'll talk about love in referring to a friend, mm. the love we have for a parent or a sibling or a child, the love for like a sports team or a hobby or an mm-hmm. interest, mm-hmm. Uh, the love that we have for Christ, yep. and even the love we have for our spouse. Yeah, and each of these could be different levels and different stages there. People... People have been studying this topic of love, I mean, for a very long time. One study that we found while we were uh, researching for this was a group of kids were asked this question of what is love? And some of their responses, I mean, they were priceless and had us laughing. And so we want to read some of those uh, here to everyone as well. So here are some of those responses, kids ages four to eight answering the question, what is love? They said, love is when a girl puts on perfume and a boy puts on shaving cologne and they go out and smell each other. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's good. If you want to learn to love better, you should start with a friend who you hate. Ooh, that one's challenging. (laughs) Yeah, but also probably pretty good, actually. Well, possibly, yeah. Really tests you, yeah. Love is when you tell a guy you like his shirt and then he wears it every day (laughs) (laughs) yeah i used to do that but then the shirt was falling apart so i've actually been sleeping in the same shirt since 97 since since we met here's another one when you love somebody your eyelashes go up and down and little stars come out of you 
Uh, love is when mommy sees daddy on the toilet and she doesn't think it's gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, to see the world through the eyes of a child, eh? Like, yeah. just so innocent as yeah. they uh, live life with that. Now, before we go and unpack or talk about what love is, I, I think it we should also talk about what love is not uh, for a little bit here. This is, and so we have a little bit of a list. I mean, and this list is by no means an exhaustive list, but it really comes from some of the conversations that we have with people. Uh, it comes from our own experience on the topic of love. Mm-hmm. And so we would say that love is not just an emotion or a feeling. Mm. Emotions, they come and they go. Emotions are fleeting. Happiness, lust, anger, fear, those are some emotions. Mm-hmm. And uh, and love is not just a feeling. And mm. so feelings, not we're not saying to ignore our feelings. Yeah. We're just saying that love is more than just a feeling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'd also say... Love is not sex. And why we would say this is because, you know, people often mistakenly think that having sex with someone, that's what will bring love. You know, we, we've heard conversations with people and they'll say like, well, maybe if I have sex with my partner, then they'll love me. Or And in marriage, uh, we've heard people say, if we only have more sex, then we would have more love. Or the opposite is, is thought where because we're not having sex, then we must not love each other anymore. And really those two statements, like they're not true because sex is not love on itself. That is not love. Sex is really designed to be this celebration of our covenant love that we have in marriage. And so sex alone with that, like that is not love. Mm-hmm. Love is also not infatuation. And infatuation often is confused for love or that, you know, quote unquote, falling in love mm. kind of feeling. Yeah. And really, it causes us to overlook some red flags or some faults mm. that our partner might have. Yeah. You know, when we have those rose colored <laughs> glasses and everything just looks wonderful and peachy Which and I'm thankful glistening. for. I'm thankful <laughs> that you had those on. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, eventually, those glasses, they come off. Yeah, and true. then we see our spouse for who they really are because we're all flawed. We mm. all have, you know, things that we need to be working on. But that that sense of my partner is perfect, it does mm. wear off. And so sometimes people will say we're just not as crazy about each other like we once were. Mm. So therefore, we must have fallen out of love. And often the truth is that the infatuation has just worn off. Mm. Another one that we'd add to this list would be that love is not an enabler. You see, love does not, it doesn't enable destructive, sinful behavior in the relationship to continue. And so often we think that love means never saying no and giving someone everything that they want. But really, that's not love. Love takes the courageous step to be honest about the things that hurt us, the things that push us away. Love is actually about dealing with the hard stuff in a healthy way. We, We can say things that that are truthful, but but maybe some hurtful, but we can do it in a in a loving way as well. And so how do we walk that line? And because love doesn't just enable those things to continue, it yeah. actually 
takes that courageous step and has the hard and honest conversations. Yeah, it's true because sometimes the truth does hurt, right? Yeah. Because maybe we're blinded to it or... Well, blind spots know, usually do hurt when they get raised up. Yeah. yeah. And so, yes, it, it love does not enable sin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that was like a really high level of what love is not. Uh, but it's all helpful as we try to really talk about what love is. And so we wanted to unpack some of those things, uh, at least talk about them really briefly on a high level. So if those are some things that love is not, what would we say then that love is? Mm-hmm. Well, with the research that we've done on the topic of love, we found kind of one arching theme in all of it. And that is that love is an action. Mm. It's a decision we make. It's a verb. Mm. And so if there is one thing that we take away from this episode, let it be that love is an act. Mm. It's a decision that we make. And our prayer for all of us is that we would wake up every day choosing to put love into action. Mm -hmm. So if love is an action, then what does that action look like, right? (laughs) That's the next obvious question. (laughs) That's right. Right? And you know what? We've turned to the Bible to find that answer. Mm -hmm. The Bible has a lot to say about love. And in the book of John, uh, chapter 15, verses 12 and 13, Jesus says this. He says, This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Hmm. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down their life for their friends. Hmm. Those are some powerful words, Mm -hmm. that someone lay down their life for their friend. Are we willing to lay down our life for our spouse? Yeah, yeah. That's a great question for us all to really wrestle with. And with that Bible verse, like when I was younger, I used to always think that that passage, like it was literally talking about dying for a friend. Like, would you, would you die in place of your friend? Like that was kind of the context that I always saw that, that verse through. But the more that I've prayed on that verse and read over the verse and, and just how do I practically then apply that to my life? Because I mean, most of us aren't going to have to like literally die in the sense of losing our life for our spouse. But I've really come to realize that it's really the everyday actions. Am I willing to die to my selfishness and put you, Valerie, my spouse, am I willing to put you first? Mm-hmm. And and am I willing to do actions and do things that would show that that does show that i'm dying to myself dying to my maybe wants or really it's my selfishness (laughs) or things like that to put you first yeah and you know when we were kind of trying to trying to get this all straight in our mind trying to figure out what love was we read a book and Mm -hmm. it was called love busters by dr willard harley and in the book he uses an illustration and talks about all of us having a taker and a giver side of our personalities Mm -hmm. and the taker is basically the part of someone's personality that is concerned only about their own happiness and their own well-being Whereas the giver is basically the part of someone's personality that's concerned only about the happiness and well-being of others. Right. Uh, when I read about this, uh, the giver and the taker, I decided to do a, a case study <laughs> on myself to really see, 
about these two different personalities and these two different voices. Do are they happening? Are they going on? And to my surprise, I have a very loud taker voice uh, that goes on. I think we all do. <laughs> At least I should speak for myself. I'm sure I know I do too. Yeah. Uh, well, I know I did. And uh, But when I apply these verses in John that we've just read to my life and our marriage, it's really not about our taker voice, but rather for me really to listen to that giver voice, to lay down my spouse. And I believe... Oh, lay down your spouse? Lay down. Oh, sorry. <laughs> lay down my life. That's right. That's right. All of a sudden, I'm getting worried. <laughs> <laughs> to to lay down our life because I, I think every day there's opportunities to put our spouse first. Right. We, we have those everyday small sacrifices and they wouldn't even be a sacrifice when we're viewing it as an action of we're showing love, we're putting others first. And so going back to this case, I don't know. Do you remember? This was do, a few yeah. years ago. I remember. It stood out in my mind. <laughs> That's right. So this is what was, this is the case study. Uh, Val and I, we wake up every morning. Uh, we do devotions and one of us takes turns uh, making coffee for the other person. And so during this case study, I was like, I'm going to get up every single morning and I'm going to make coffee. First two days, really easy. I was, and I didn't know about this. No, no, that's right. I, this is a secret. One of these uh, case studies I didn't tell anybody about. <laughs> yeah. I love doing case studies on myself just to really see, like, where do I land on these things? And after I read them, especially if I don't agree with them, like, well, let's try it. Let's see. <laughs> Anyways, so first two days, really easy. I'm getting up. I'm enjoying it. I'm making coffee. I've got, like, a bounce in my step that I'm doing this. <laughs> I think it was only by day three. My alarm goes off, and I'm just like, are you kidding me? Like <laughs> I ain't getting up. Like this, I that that taker voice was just like you've been working extra hard. Uh, you've been staying up late doing different uh, work topics and different things, and and like you deserve to sleep in, <laughs> and you deserve to have coffee brought to you. <laughs> in that moment, I was just like, oh no, that's no way. I am getting up, and so then I ended up getting up, in despite of my taker voice, making you coffee, and I did this for. Maybe it was a week and a half, maybe maybe two weeks max kind of thing. And then like you actually said to me how much it meant to you that I was doing this. And it that, did because I knew how much you don't like the mornings. That's true. And I still don't love, like the mornings. You love your days when it's my turn <laughs> to make the coffee. I do. There's two things. Yeah, I love my coffee and I don't like the mornings. That is for sure uh, how that plays out. And so, it, but it was just interesting how loud my taker voice really is when I really try to put other put you first, especially in an area that it is a sacrifice for me to get up in the mornings because I don't like it. Now, I also better though say this. Uh, I feel like when I share that story, I always better like come out with the confession like <laughs> I don't do this every day anymore. Yeah, sadly. <laughs> <laughs> We, we've gone back to taking turns because I don't want someone out there being like, well, my spouse doesn't get up every day. Like I only <laughs> did this during the case study. Uh, but again, it's actually a great reminder of something that I could get back into doing the habit of, of doing it more because it was, it seemed like such a small gesture, but it really was a way that I could practice laying down my life f for you. It, it was that everyday sacrifice. And that really was a muscle that I was building and working on. And, and through the coffee example, really, God was really working on my life mm -hmm. and working on my heart to teach me to love just even in those little ways and in these little moments. 
And I could have done this with resentment. I, I mean, I, I could have got up with hostility, which by day three was already starting to, <laughs> to kick in. And I would have missed the whole point of right. learning to put you first, right? Or I could uh, see this as an action to show my love to you, which is really what I was doing and and really processing and, and striving for with that. So... You know, maybe coffee isn't everybody's thing. Maybe getting up and making coffee, you're just like, that's crazy. That's not how we show love. And maybe that isn't how to show love in your relationship. That was one way in our relationship that I could show love. Uh, there may be other ways for our listeners, but really this is something. And it was really a little thing that God used really to work on my heart. Yeah, and it's it's almost like a little workout, right? When we go to the gym, we we work on little parts at a time. We can't do mm. everything all at once. Yeah. And so sometimes we have to ease our way into it. And and I know for me, there's been times where it's like, okay, not being critical, right? Because mm. sometimes it's so easy to see the negative. Mm. And so my workout was to not just say every critical thought that came to my mind. Mm. And so again, that's showing love. Yeah. Um, and so just these little ways to exercise that muscle of yep. practically showing love is right. kind of what you're talking about. And I, I appreciate that so much because <laughs> we do things very differently. Yeah. Like, like we just see the world differently. We have different personalities and we've learned to accept that in the areas where, yeah, you don't have to be critical or, or if I do something different than you would have done it. Is it really the grand scheme of things that big of a deal? The way I load the dishwasher, or do dishes or whatever yeah. the story is. But I want to say like, I do appreciate that, that you have worked on that. It's a conversation that we've had. And anyways, I really appreciate uh, those yeah. things. Those little steps, those little steps of action, of of putting love into action. Yeah. and And in saying that, again remember at the very beginning when we were talking about love is not an enabler yeah right so if there is a le- legitimate complaint or problem yeah. i mean or you still bring those up a moral issue <laughs> we're obligated yeah. to as a spouse that's right we're to hold each other accountable in that way so that we're not enabling sin yeah now we still do it in love yeah. right speaking yeah. the truth in love and so that doesn't mean we just sweep it under the rug we right. have to deal with that right but to really be filtering is this just a difference and being critical or or is this a, a legitimate complaint and problem or issue that we need to dig into and solve? Yeah. And there's so. a great acronym that is that we've taught on that with Family Life is the THINK acronym, right? Yeah. Is what I'm about to say true? Is what I'm about to say helpful? Is it inspiring? Is it necessary? And is it kind? Yeah. Like that's a great filter to be processing our thoughts through because you're right. As we've said, sin is not an enabler. And so... As you're working on not being so critical, we could take that to the extreme and be like, yeah. okay, well, then I can't say anything. And that's not healthy at all. And that's not healthy at all because that's not what we're saying. It's finding those balances. And so does it fit within that THINK acronym? Because it might be necessary to raise a legitimate complaint, to to have a hard conversation, but we can still do it in the, in a kindness manner. Yeah. And uh, something we've been processing and continue to work yes, on. Yes, we have been exercising that muscle for <laughs> yeah. a lot of years. That's right. It does get stronger, but it still needs exercise. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, that's right. So another passage that we wanted to talk about today was 1 Corinthians 13, and it's verses 4 to 8. And it says this, Love is patient and kind. 
Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, Mm. but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. <laughs> what a what a great list there with some great advice, some practical insight for how we can really love our spouse. Like, yeah. like these are ways that we can show and put it into action. I mean, for example, let's just go through that list again, right? Like being con- being patient and kind, that is showing love. Being joyful for our spouse is showing love, Uh, being considerate, polite, uh, being selfless, all these things like this is showing love, being flexible, being there for our spouse, believing in our spouse, hoping with our spouse, enduring with our spouse. These are all things that are showing love. And and we believe that like if we are faithful to do this, those loving feelings that we talked about, because there is loving feelings, right? They will follow our loving actions. I remember a pastor one time saying to me, sometimes we need our actions to lead our feelings in life. Mm -hmm. And that was so impactful in my life. That was like in our years where we are really rebuilding the the loving feelings and and putting love into action. Uh, It was just this like, you don't know do the actions and those loving feelings that you think have drifted apart, like they will come back because they've always been there. It was just, we stopped being friends or not stopped. We stopped putting our relationship as a priority. And so that really created this drift, which then leads you to like, Oh, do we even love each other anymore? It's like, no, we do love each other. We just weren't putting love into action. Mm -hmm. And so that little simple phrase that sometimes we need our actions to lead our feelings in life now that was a that was a game changer for me yeah and Uh, something that helped me so much with the whole feelings thing because we all want those loving good feelings right something that helped me a lot was and I don't know if I've shared this on the podcast or not but the idea of viewing our feelings as indicators mm. so if you think about your vehicle and and kind of the dashboard um, you've got all these indicators right so feelings are the indicators that Mm. something's wrong or something's good or something needs some attention or some maintenance but our feelings can't be our steering wheel Mm. and so for me that just really helped me to because otherwise I felt like I had to stuff my feelings Mm. and that wasn't helpful because then I ended up with bitterness and resentment and frustration Mm -hmm. and so to realize the feelings are an indicator I need to dig into that yeah what's going on there but that can't be my steering wheel right my steering wheel needs to be an active choice that I'm making Mm. And so for me, that really helped me to just have a little bit of clarity and a framework as I was developing that muscle and trying to sort through kind of what was what. Yeah, so good. So good. So today we wanted to kind of introduce this topic of love. Uh, We shared at the beginning how we want to begin a series on unpacking it. And really, we're going to unpack this verse that we just went through, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 to 8. 
and talk about like how do we how do we practically put these things into place how do we practically live this verse out in our lives in our marriages with our friends like what is mm-hmm, in, our, in our parenting with our kids like what does it actually look like to then start putting this into action and so that's what we want to begin to unpack here in the coming weeks uh, as we talk about the the topic of love and, and do a little bit of a a deeper dive and and we should even say this like even in the deep dive we probably are going to leave some things off oh, the for table sure we will <laughs> this topic is huge and but, but we wanted to unpack it a little bit yep. more get because to the practical get to the practical but that's going to come so so hang in there with yep. us uh, join us next week as we dive into a little bit deeper into what love is uh, but today was really just introducing the topic and and where this is going to take us uh in the coming weeks and really hopefully everyone has understood as we begin to process how we view love that love is more than a feeling that it really is this action that we can put into place so how about you here are some questions uh, to ask ourselves today, as we always love to wrap things up on the podcast with some processing questions for all of us to just work through in our own lives. Do I view love as an action or more of a feeling? What is one thing I could do for my spouse today to show them I love them? And we're going to end with a quote from a book called The Love Dare. It says, love must be a daily active verb, not a dormant comprehension or feeling. Anytime you think, I already know that, you should follow it up with, but do I do that? (laughs) I love that last question, right? Like, but do I do that? It just... It's one of those ones where it's like, oh, yep, so good. It's that uh, self-reflecting one. I love that last question. So we hope that you continue to join us for this uh, love series as we dive a little bit deeper into it. Thanks for joining us today. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.